We are live, the economic update with Dr. Kirk Elliott, our resident economist here at Badlands Media. My name is Sean Morgan. I'm host over at AMP News. Also have a new show coming out on Badlands next week called Breaking History with Matthew Eretz. We'll be analyzing the breaking news through the context of suppressed history. Uh, but now let's get into the business stuff, the economic stuff. That's what people want to know about with you, Kirk. I was looking at the headlines today, and it looks like every day this week there's a new headline about Google or some behemoth injecting hundreds of millions of dollars into an AI startup. This reminds me of the metaverse days last year. Well, <laughs> I mean, that, that wasn't so long ago that everyone was so exuberant about the, the metaverse and virtual reality and uh, Facebook changed its name and everything. That, that went to hell really fast. Uh, but maybe AI has more legs. What do you think? Well, I think it probably does have more legs um, because it's going to be the basis of the new banking system, right? It's going to be, however, this is one of those ethical dilemmas that people have. It's like, do you want to feed the beast kind of a thing, right? Because it is doing really good. I mean, NVIDIA's screaming, a lot of the other ancillary chip makers that are making chips specifically used for AI are, are going up. But but here's where, I mean, okay, so I just read an article on Zero Hedge this weekend. Um, and you and I, for good grief, Sean, probably nine months, have been talking about central bank digital currency, right? How it's been coming, how this is going to change currency and banking as as we know it. So, so central bank digital currency, as you know, for, for all the new viewers, uh, Digital currency created by the government, you know, with their, you know, centralized cryptocurrency, which is attached to your digital social profile, social credit score. If you're a company, your ESG is right. And you have to toe the line or also cut you off from buying or selling. That's what it's all about. So I read this article about Bank of International Settlements. It was it was on Zero Hedge. So here's the gist of it. So the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, is currently gearing up to introduce its global central bank digital currency called the UMU or the, the Unicoin, right? So the BIS, they've been busy with multiple projects here um, to centralize international banks and central banks into a single umbrella network that allows for here's, here's their, their carrot, right? They want to have quick cross-border transactions to make finance really easy, right? In digital currencies. But in, in what that means is cashless society. That's what that means, right? So, so here's the two projects that, that apply to what you just said about the rise of artificial intelligence. So, so the BIS and International Monetary Fund have been working on a, on a concept project called Project Icebreaker. So what does that do? It creates a SWIFT-like bottleneck system. SWIFT is the messaging network that, that all banks use for international or domestic wire transfers. So without it, you can't receive a wire, right? So what they want to do is homogenize all currencies into a single one-world exchange that would give them power to cut out any nation or company that does not fit their ideological approval. So are they going to have some bureaucrat sitting there on a computer saying, boy, Sean's spending, I don't think that fits our ideological approval. No, it's going to be a computer, right? It's going to be some kind of a machine learning um, artificial right. intelligence that's figuring all of this stuff out. Now, 
Point number two, concurrent to Project Icebreaker is the Bank of International Settlements Project Aurora. So, you know, every viewer here on, on Badlands should go to Bank of International Settlements front and center, Project Aurora. It's a video that they're bragging about what it does. So to me, it's even creepier than Project Icebreaker because what they want to do is they want to identify every single transaction of every single person at every single bank in every single country in real time to, to fight money laundering and to fight the, the money mules and all these things that are, that are going on. Right. So, so why are they doing this to fight money laundering? That's their carrot. Right. But what does that imply? That implies that they have to have complete coordination with your bank, Sean, to say, give us Sean's transactions in real time. So this artificial intelligence robot can determine whether they he's falling in line with our uh, digital social profile or our ideological approval, if it gets our stamp of approval, right? And if you don't, they'll just cut you off from buying or selling. It's that easy. See, this is- an algorithm to cut you off. Like you said, it's not a bureaucrat that's really gonna be making this decision We've already had them cut out Russia from the SWIFT system uh, quite recently. And uh, a new headline this week uh, from the Wall Street Journal that Instagram, their algorithm was suggesting pedophile-related content to pedophiles. Now, probably they didn't even mean to do that half the time. Uh, but it was the algorithm. They just, it's supposed to suggest things that you're interested in. And they were interested in pedophile related code words and emojis and so forth. So you describe this as the beast. It really is. It's, it's, this, mm-hmm. it's this thing that we program. And then all of a sudden it can do things that are evil that maybe were even unintended. Yeah. It's like this hydra octopus with tentacles that go everywhere and attach to everything and find their way. Right. It's like, This is what it's about. It wants to permeate every part of our society are, you know, because what you spend your money on, Sean or anybody watching the show, right, is the reflection of you. It's a reflection of your ideals, what you give focus, what you give attention to, what your desires are, because you will spend money on what you want to, right? You don't spend money on what you don't want to. So how you spend your money identifies you. This is why if they want to control a person, they control their spending Now they've got you, right? So this is why there's such a focus on it and why you've got, oh, like Sam Altman, um, the creator of ChatGPT and Open Artificial Intelligence Framework is now on the bandwagon saying, "Uh, boy, this technology that we created is kind of scary. It's gotten too smart, too fast, and he's pulling back. It's like buyer's remorse. Because of the implications to society that brings this brings, um, the chairman uh, and CEO of Google saying the same thing, the chairman CEO of Microsoft saying this is going to have huge implications on society, just like Elon Musk is saying. So all of these early investors into Chat GPT and Open Artificial Intelligence are now realizing, okay, this is a really cool system that we developed, but it's way too smart and it's going to replace jobs. It's going to replace estimated two-thirds of all jobs in American Europe over the next five years. I mean, two-thirds. Now, and one-fifth of 20% 
of all jobs globally over the next five years. So what are the implications on society? The implications on society are these people aren't going to have jobs. There's going to be no income. If there's no income, there's no government tax revenue. If there's no income, people aren't spending. There's no sales tax revenue. If there's no sales tax revenue, it's because there's no income for these companies. So they're going to have to lay people off. And now property taxes are going to be low because people can't afford to buy houses and the housing market's going to have to come down. I mean, look at the domino effect, right, of people not right. working to that extreme. So you're going to have policy people, shifts. You're going to have people going to the government saying, I need unemployment. I need Social Security. I need food. I need you to take care of me because I lost my job. And you know what? This isn't a cyclical change. This is a structural change to the economy. I'm never getting my job back. Now what? Right? I mean, this is this is the ugliness of what they created in trying to create something efficient that companies could have. It's like, you don't have to pay a computer. You don't have to have benefits for a computer. You can't be sued by a computer. This is going to be great for commerce. It's like, oop, forgot about this. You lose jobs, right? So this is the right. ugly, ugly part of what's coming. And it is scary if you've got the wrong leaders in charge of that system. I mean, the liberal or the leftist side believes in a universal basic income. So just give money to people. What are they going to do with their lives? What's their purpose? What's their meaning in life? They don't talk about that part. Now, I would think that people on the right would want to onshore jobs that were offshore previously. Like why, why should we, uh, you know, American companies make enough jobs for, for all Americans, but we don't give the jobs to Americans, we give them the foreigners. So that could be a solution, but it might be temporary. I, I don't know, but big change is coming. That's the main big picture point. Yeah. What can people do to prepare for these types of structural fundamental changes to our economy? Well, boy, it's, it's like we're, we're shouting it from the rooftops. The same thing, Sean, you and I have been talking about for, again, about nine months or so, allocated into physical, tangible assets. So that's why we keep talking about it, because it's the best thing to do to protect and preserve. And I will keep shouting it from the rooftops until there's nobody else to hear the words, right? Because you know who, who is doing that? Central banks at a record pace are buying gold. Yes, they are. <laughs> Odd, right? Where they're creating the system that's going to change the world, but yet at the same time, don't follow what they say, follow what they do. They're investing in gold, not by the ounce or by the pound or by the ton, but by the thousands of tons, right? That's a lot of gold, right? And they're doing that to backstop their currency because they know that there's a shift coming. They know that there's a change coming and it's going to be a lot of opposition to it. There's going to be a lot. Um, when, for, for example, Every, every Catholic, every evangelical on the planet is going to say, this is the mark of the beast. This is Revelation 13, 17. The ability to cut us off from buying or selling. Every man, woman, and child, right? That's what Revelation 13 tells us. Well, what does it also tell us in there? It doesn't say that it's the only game in town, right? It doesn't. It just says, don't take it. Don't take it. So, so here's where, and I know I'm getting a little bit uh, religious here, but but God is a God of choice. He wants to give us freedom of choice. He didn't create robots, right? So there's benefits from choosing wisely and there's consequences from choosing poorly. You know, whether it's accepting Jesus or whether it's sinning, right? Those consequences and benefits to not. Or what about this mark of the beast thing, right? Well, there's not, it wouldn't be in there if nobody had a choice. People are going to have a choice. It says, don't take it, 
right? Don't use it. So I think what's going to happen is you're going to have a gold-backed currency, silver for barter, maybe some kind of other cryptocurrency that rises up parallel to that, but they're going to make it really, really difficult for you to not take it because it's a government-run digital bank that has the ability to cut you off from buying or selling. If you're a, a government employee, if you're getting Social Security, if you're getting some kind of government benefit, Medicare, Medicaid, whatever, or retirement, they're going to say, you've got to use our system or else your, your income is going to be cut off. They will make it difficult to say no. But here's where it, good things in life are never easy, right? There's hard decisions. And I think as, as we move forward, there's going to be options for us to thrive and to succeed. And we have to follow oddly what the central banks are doing. That amazing point that you just brought up is they're allocating into gold because they know what's coming. So we should follow that model. Right. I mean, it kind of reminds me of a lot of these crypto companies uh, who have kind of a, a mysterious way of trying to back their cryptos with something of value. Like at Terra Luna, they had just started to um, have major Bitcoin deposits to try to back up their, their cryptocurrency. Uh, they didn't maybe do that soon enough. And then they had a lot of volatility in Bitcoin and they ended up kind of crashing and burning. Uh, but it was interesting when you said that uh, these Bank of International Settlements, IMF, they want this solution. And the solution that the cross-border payments and everything is something that already exists, Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm noticing right now the timing of the SEC coming after Binance and coming after XRP and these different major competitors to their system. And I saw a headline today that the SEC chair Ginsler had actually applied in the past to be a, an advisor for Binance. And now he's coming after Binance. That's probably not going to play out very well in court. Uh, but this is a very interesting time that I know maybe you don't necessarily believe in crypto or every crypto project, but they are competition to what they're trying to roll out. And they're coming after them right now at this particular time. And I think that's interesting. Well, I think it's it's interesting and it was foreshadowed, right? Because if you can't make yourself look good on your own merits, you, you demonize the competition. So that's why they're doing that. They, they have to demonize cryptocurrency. They have to demonize cash. They want you to look like you're some kind of criminal if you if you want cash. Right. So they're doing both because they're in opposition to what they're bringing to the table. So cash, cryptos, anything that's not centralized cryptocurrency, they're going to say is like a pariah. And that's what's happening right now. And so so I expect that to continue. Uh, there will be a lot of volatility in the markets because they're going to really promote this heavily. If, if these are bad, you know, decentralized cryptocurrency bad. It's It's run by greed. Look at all these horrible people that are doing it. Don't you want to trust us, your trusted government, with rules and regulations and oversight and accountability and transparency of every transaction? Uh, another note, Kirk, yeah. is you mentioned all of those bigwigs like Sam Altman and Google CEO, and they're all coming together finally and saying, we need the government to do the oversight of AI. That's going to protect all of us. That's an alarm bell for me. I do think AI is a threat. But do I want the government? I don't trust the government at this point. So I don't really want them in charge of AI either. I almost trust AI more than the government at this point. <laughs> I don't I know I don't I don't know which one is the worst evil. They're both really bad, but but yeah, it it's I, I 
I would not want the uh, the fox guarding the hen house. That's for sure, right? And and that's exactly what they're doing. Is is and, but this is why it makes their their PR so bad, right? It's like yeah. imagine Sean. You're, you're, let's pretend I'm the government. It's like, hey Sean, have I got a deal for you? We're going to have a government-run digital currency that we have the ability to cut you off from buying or selling if we don't like you. Do you want it? I mean, that's what they're selling, right? No, they're going to have to offer that universal basic income as an exchange. And that's probably how this is all going to be timed out, where yep. AI takes all the jobs, and then people are like, what do we do? Well, just take this universal basic income. All you have to do is comply with everything we say. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's scary how how, how intuitive that, that is that they would do that. Uh, we're kind of running out of time here, Kirk, but I wanted to ask you, because I sympathize with people who are in a different generation because uh, I'm 38 years old. I didn't really, I was traveling abroad for, for a lot of the time. I should have been making money. I don't even have a lot of money in my retirement accounts, almost nothing. Uh, but I feel bad for the people who actually have money in their retirement account because it's in this system. And they probably have BlackRock or Vanguard or one of these uh, behemoths uh, and all of their money is in the system. Can you tell me if someone's interested right now to get their money out of the traditional financial system, how would they call you or set up an appointment and what does that look like? So one of two ways. So you can go to the link down below, kirkelliottphd.com forward slash badlands, or you can simply call us it's 720-605-3900. Just say, hey, Sean Morgan sent me over, right? So so either one of those ways is, is a good way to do it. Now, I've been looking at some of the chats on some of these shows, and there's people in, being imposters to me, right? They're saying, Kirk Elliott, PhD at yahoo.com. That is not me. That is not me. They're scammers. And so unless it's one of these two official ways to reach out, do not do it, right? Because... Kirk Elliott, phd.com forward slash badlands, or simply call us 720-605-3900. And I would never have a phone number that's not 720 in front of it, right? So so be be careful, right? But those are the two mechanisms to reach out to us. And uh, what we'll do is we'll guide you through it. We'll set up a strategy for success that we hear your voices, we hear your concerns, we hear your fears, we hear your aspirations, your goals, your income needs, your growth needs, right? And we'll we'll run with that and set up a sound system that will take advantage of these trends rather than those trends taking advantage of you. So someone sets up an appointment at that link in the description below. Uh, someone on your team gets back to them, sets up a call, and they'll walk through that way of getting out of the traditional financial system, silver, gold, how much of, of each one, maybe a ratio that makes sense, uh, where to store the precious metals, maybe at a depository or in their own home. All of those details will be discussed. Correct. All of that. All of that. And that's where our journey together begins, not ends, because then moving forward, I want to hold every client's hands through the economy, let you know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge, be in the right place at the right time to minimize risk and maximize return. That's great, Kirk. It's great. I've been working with you for two years now and uh, never had any complaints. So thank you so much for your help guiding me as well. You bet. All right, Kirk. Uh, we're going to see you next week here at Economy Update. Uh, it's every Thursday, 1130 a.m. Eastern time. 
So thank you all of you for staying in and remember to click on the link in the description below. God bless. See you next time. Bye.